0: God didn't give me this abundant life just so I could be happy for myself and just go along and live my life mm-hmm. like in a good way and have good gifts from him and, and just for myself. Right? Mm-hmm. He gave it to me so that I can share that abundant life and I can be a witness for him and I can be a light that shines in the darkness that I can, I can make an impact. Welcome once again to the Right This Way podcast, where our goal is to help you see that the calling of God to go and make disciples is not something that's reserved for the people in full-time ministry, but that every follower of Jesus is able to go and make disciples right now with the abilities and time that God has already given to you. Today we are in episode 5 and Justin and I will wrap up our opening conversation around the who, what, where, when, and why of disciple making. And if you haven't yet listened to the first four episodes, that's okay, but please take some time after this episode to go back and listen. I'm sure that they will be helpful to you as you look to make disciples in your own life. But for now, let's dive right back into the conversation right this way. But um, I think as we wrap up this initial series of uh, who, what, where, when, who, why. What, where, when and why of disciple making left us, leaves us with um, one of the most important. Um, it's this series. We've talked for three podcasts now of um, the who, the what, the where and the when. But but why is this conversation important? Why is disciple making mm as important as we're making, you and I are making it out to be here. Um, Mm -hmm. why, why is it that important? Yeah. So I know, um, you had
1: mentioned in one of our first conversations that there's, there's a big discipleship disconnect, you know? Um, and we've mentioned frequently throughout this podcast that, you know, man was not, meant to be alone <laughs> you know yeah. we are designed for community we're designed for relationship and um especially here in the west is there's such a brokenness in true and genuine relationship you know and so that hurts discipleship um because people are lonely because people are desperate for community and they don't sometimes they don't even know that that's what they need we value um convenience over community we value the ease of access to everything that we have over the inconvenience. Of of, oh, somebody's knocking on my door, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. um, we're almost offended when somebody knocks That's on our right. door. Now That's we're right. scared to open it, you know, instead of being able to be open and real and honest Act and like in good relationships. People so, that don't have candy on Halloween, I, I shut off right? all my lights and hide. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you think it's, you know, somebody dressed up in a white suit and a black tie and That's they're right. ready to <laughs> try to convert you. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, talk to me a little bit about that discipleship disconnect. You know, what do you think is, why is it important that we have this conversation we talked about um that in the very beginning like why yeah. is it important we have this conversation but like what is the need for discipleship why do we need to disciple
0: my immediate thing goes to the our culture right now that we see i don't think anyone would disagree that it seems like it's darker than it was 15 years ago mm-hmm. or 20 years ago when we, we might have an easier time having conversations in the grocery store about God and who He is and what church we go to and um, and that the it seems like the the enemy that we face in in the world is kind of uh, becoming larger, right? In 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 the the adversity that we face as Christians here in the U.S. and in the South is 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 becoming larger and, and, and harder. And we seem like we face it more and more, but that we are the light of the world. Mm -hmm. In Matthew five, Jesus calls us the light of the world. He says, you are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Light overcomes darkness in every room that you go in. The only reason that darkness is allowed to be there is because the lights are dimmer or the lights are not um, there, not (laughs) there. And it's not like the whole
1: darkness can even fight.
0: No, the darkness <laughs> can't even fight it. As soon as you turn a light on, the darkness goes away and it hides in the shadows behind different things. It's, it's not allowed to be where light is. So the only way for our culture to have more adversity is for the light of the body of Christ and the Christians to have gone a little dimmer. And the only way for them to have gone a little dimmer is that we're not making disciples in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not building that that we're not building that roaring fire. Right. We're not as on fires. We're, we're not as bright as we used to be We're we're either. And I think that comes from disciple making. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that if we're making disciples, well, if we're sharing this abundant life that Jesus has with us. If we're sharing that well with other people and they're catching on to that, that 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 flame, that that fire of Christ is going to burn brighter in us because I'm sharing it. I'm being a disciple maker and I'm sharing it in my everyday life and I'm on fire cause I'm excited about sharing it. Right. And I'm seeing other people that I'm sharing it with and, and they're catching on to who Jesus is and, and finding Jesus in their life. And I can see them making disciples and that, that just makes me burn brighter. Yeah. Like that, that's going to catch on and we're going to see that in our communities. And we're not going to that 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 darkness is going to go into the shadows. And and so that's why this important this conversation is so important Mm -hmm. for the church. And for now is is we need to turn some lights on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We need it like that. That's how we fight this, that we need to turn some lights on and and get it out from under the bushel. Like it says in that that passage right next, who would have a light and put it under a bushel? It doesn't make any sense. Right? Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't make any sense for the church to have the power of Christ, to have the light of the world, to be the light of the world and to um and to put it under a bushel and to be hot and be be afraid of the darkness because we yeah. we can't. We need to just be making more disciples. Yeah, That's one thing about light bulbs. They don't care where the light
1: goes. That's right. You know, it's going to shine light. And that's one thing that Jesus, when he said he was here to bear witness to the truth, he used the example of light in the darkness a lot. And he talks about how the darkness hates the light. And, (laughs) you know, like if light is shining, then people are going to hate (laughs) the darkness, you know. And I think we've got such a fear of man. We've got such a fear of losing relationships. We've got such a fear of uh, what are people going to say about me if I really um start speaking this out, um showing the light into the darkness, you know, then and so like the why is it important is because you're right, we are the light of the world, we are the city on the hill that cannot be hidden. And so, but what we've done is we say, Well, I'm just gonna shine light in this direction to these people that agree, you mm-hmm. know. And when light shines shines on light, it yeah, it, it doesn't do much. But if I'm shining a flashlight at the light bulb, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not gonna do much, but we need to shine into the darkness. And so that's again where we talked about in our podcast on the who it's like, it's that center circle, you know, it's mm-hmm. that if we can't be bold enough to even share with our closest friends, then we're not going to be bold enough to share with those outside Yeah. or, you know, we're going to share in an, in, in a unrelationship way. And I don't, um, mm-hmm. in a way that's, um, we're misrepresentation or mm-hmm. a misrepresentation of Christ, you know? Um, and so if we, discipleship is so important, why do we need to disciple is because one, People have such a negative view on Christianity because of they talk about the history. They talk about, um, well, I've met too many Christians that are hypocrites, you know, and yeah. that speaks to me that we're not being discipled well. That's right. But in addition, it speaks to me that um, if they they can't reconcile what's happening in the world with what they know about the Bible, that shows that we're not discipling well enough and we don't know the Bible well enough. We don't know actually the truth of what God has said. And so we're, we may be trying to shine light into Mm -hmm. the world. Maybe we're one of those people where we're trying to shine light, but we don't know the truth of scripture well enough to be able to shine a light that's accurate. Mm -hmm. And so we're shining, it's almost like a false light. You know, we're just, you know, we're spreading, well, bigotry and hatred or whatever. And so, yeah, hypocrites and people see that light and they go, well, I don't want that. And if that's what this is, then I don't want it. And so the the, we, again, they put things in boxes, (laughs) you know, and so discipleship is so important because we are, Christ is the hope of the world. World. and if we're supposed to be imitators of Christ then we've got to be able to shine that light both accurately and be able to make other people that shine it mm-hmm. accurately
0: yeah God didn't give me this abundant life just so I could be happy for myself and just go along and live my life mm-hmm. like in a good way and have good gifts from him and and just for myself right mm-hmm. he gave it to me so that I can share that abundant life and I can be a witness for him and I can be a light that shines in the darkness that I can, that I can make an impact that I can be a salt like I can be a salty difference. I can be a difference maker in my community around me. Um, and somewhere along the line, I don't know when it was, I don't know where it was, but somewhere along the line, we lost our ability to have real relationships Mm -hmm. with people, honest, Mm -hmm. genuine, I care about you relationships with people. Um, we lost the ability to share real love with people and Mm -hmm. care about them. And, and, and we've lost then the ability to disciple. Well, because we don't have those relationships. Yeah. We have surface level relationships that we see on Sunday morning for an hour. We we shake hands and we smile and we say everything's great and fantastic and then uh, and then it and then it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> the light yeah, yeah. goes away. And then uh, the um, we put up that false wall of, yeah, everything's great. Yeah. How you doing? And, and good, we have those relationships for an everything's hour. not great. Then we go into our lives in our closet and in, in our house and we don't interact with people again and 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 it just and it shuts down and that if that disciple making isn't happening if we're not building those relationships if we don't have those relationships it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem it's Mm -hmm. gonna be an issue for us Mm -hmm. Um, so I think think it's the most crucial conversation that the church needs to be having is how do we equip our people in that are sitting in the pews that are sitting in the chairs how do we equip them to go into their communities Mm -hmm. and be disciple makers Mm -hmm. Um, if we can convince them of that and get them to buy in, get those, get the, the the moms, the stay-at-home moms, the the dads that are at work. How do you how do you? be, be Christ outside of your, uh, outside of your family. And then for your family, how do you, how do you lead Mm -hmm. that? Well, um, if we can convince the teachers and the, uh, the administrators, if we can convince the FedEx drivers and the, um, the package handlers, and we can convince those people who are working those jobs and those everyday Christians who are working, if we can convince them and have them buy in that my first, responsibility. And my first calling in Christ is to be a disciple maker mm-hmm. and to reach my hand out and say, follow me. I'm coming right this way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is right over here where I'm going. Come with me. If we yeah. can get them to buy into that, our culture in 25 years looks completely different.
1: Yeah." Because, I mean, when we say right this way, it's a good hospitality trick is not to point people in a direction, but to walk with them, right? Yes. And so that's what it is. It's the walk with me. I love when Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, because he's like, and Paul is such a good example because, you know, Romans 116, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of Christ within me, right? He talks about how he's not ashamed and he's even the one that said, and I, I use this word because it's jarring and it's what Paul said. He says, I am a slave to Christ, you know, it's not my actions, but Christ's lives within me right I want to be able to do what Christ does and that's his desire and that should be our desire as well to be that light in the world in the darkness and be able to say it's not this is my first calling you know I it should not be that I just want to live a comfortable life you know Mm -hmm. that's not my everything if I'm a slave to Christ then everything I own is his right my house is his my car is his and if I'm driving down the road in The car that I'm saying is God's, Mm -hmm. then, and I see somebody stranded on the side of the road, then I'm like, all right, God, what would you have me do right now with your car? Right? Yeah. (laughs) We're thinking through that lens of everything I am, everything Mm -hmm. I have is yours, God. And so here it is for you to use for your glory. And that's, that's the, you know, that statement where it's like, all right, that's what's going to get us that buy in. And, as a Christian, yeah. everything I have is yours, God.
0: Because whether we want to or not, every interaction that we have at work, at school, at, um, at home, at the grocery store, at the soccer field, at the karate class, every interaction we have is either an opportunity, it's an opportunity, and we're either going to pull people closer to Christ with the things that we do, or we're going to pull them farther away from Christ with the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think that kind of is why it boils down to this is the most important conversation because you are a disciple maker and you're either making people disciples of Christ or you're making people disciples the other way, Mm -hmm. right? Like yourself or not (laughs) helping them. You're pushing them further away because as you said in, in an earlier podcast or just a few minutes ago, that, um, that, that. People sometimes come up and say, I've seen too many Christians who are hypocrites. I've seen too many people who say they follow after Christ, say they believe with Christ, say they go to this church, but they act differently. Mm -hmm. They're they're not following Christ with their actions. They're just following him with their words. And and so those Christians who are not actively making disciples, who are not actively making choices in their life, that are bringing people closer to Christ they're actually pushing people further away from Christ because everyone's observing yeah. like everybody who's not a follower of Christ. As soon as you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, they're watching, they're watching yeah. you and and they're watching how you interact and you're going to be making a disciple, whether you even have a conversation with them or not. Mm-hmm. And that's like,
1: why with our kids, we say, when we talk about confession, you know, it's not, um, When we go through the ABC prayer, you know, admit, believe, confess. When we talk about that confession side of things, you know, we're not talking about, um, we're saying you have to say it out loud. You know, one of the things, one of the most impactful things, one of my uh, mentors, um, he, during a youth rally or a youth service or youth camp, um, he was like, listen, I'm going to have, we're going to pray the salvation prayer. And if this is your first time, you know, if this is the first time you've accepted Jesus in your heart, and I really want him to change your life. I want you to raise your hand. And then he did, he said this, because we t- our typical saying is with every, every head bowed and every eye closed, mm-hmm. right? But he said this, with every head up and with every eye open, because if you can't say that you're going to follow Jesus wow. amid everybody here that's going to celebrate you, then you're never going to say it out wow. with people that are going to persecute you for yeah. it, you know? And so it's that idea of we've got to confess it out loud and put it out there into the world. When I say it with my m- mouth, two people around me, then there's going to be that accountability, you know? And um, I always think too, you know, when the Israelite community, when God set up the laws for the Israelite community, it was this, uh, this idea of the come and see, you know, people could come and see. And if they wanted to be a part of God's community, then they had to go all these steps to be a part of the community, but they were designed in the middle of the trade route in the Middle East. Right. And so all from Egypt and all these in Asia and all these people would come through the trade route, right. Through Israel. And they would, if, if the Israelites were doing what they were supposed to be doing. <laughs> they would be showing God's glory and showing God's community, uh, to the people of the world. Right. It was this come and see mentality, but then Jesus flipped it on its head when he said, go and tell. Mm-hmm. Right, go and make disciples, yeah. um, and so yeah. we. And, but we revert to that "come and see" mentality in our churches, and we say, "Well, uh, well, pastors are supposed to do this, and if yeah. you really want to know who Jesus is, then come to the church." Come you know, to pastor. that that's yeah. not the example that Christ calls us Mm-mm. to. He says, "No, you are the light of the world." He says that Paul says it's not I that live, but Christ that lives in with me. It lives in me. And so like, we're supposed to be the examples of Christ going out into the world. We shouldn't have to be able to say, well, if you really want to know what Jesus looks like, come to the church, you know, we should be the light that's going out into the darkness. It's no longer a come and see, it's a go and tell mentality.
0: Well, this has been such a great conversation and we are praying that it has been beneficial for you in your efforts to go and make disciples. We have been so blessed by the response to this podcast so far, and we are even more excited for the future and how God will use it to impact your walk with Christ. Next week, we have our first interview episode and we are very excited for what God can do through the conversation we have with Bob and Dorinda Bennett. We talk about the disciple makers in their lives and draw out practical tools and resources that will apply to us now. It was such a great conversation and we cannot wait to share it with you. So mark your calendar and subscribe to the show so that you do not miss the update. As we continue on in our journey of disciple making right this way.